what a week it's been. So much to talk about and so many things we can't talk about. <laughs> oh. I'm Mark. And I'm Harris. And we'd like to welcome you to Behind the Gorilla, a podcast where we delve into the wild, wacky, and crazy side of professional wrestling. How's it going, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Behind the Gorilla. And uh, we're going to do a third straight week where we don't actually have a real topic. Of, now, like, hang on. Okay. I, I take umbrage with that because we – no, we discussed this beforehand. The last yes, two weeks yes. have in, entailed you – like we, we set up a recording time and then you call me and we start recording and then you go, yeah, I don't have anything. So we're just going to wing it. That's happened twice in a row. That's true. This week we discussed what we were going to do and watched some of it beforehand, which I think counts as a topic. Okay. Well, fa- well fair enough. Fair enough. Um, it's a very different topic. If you follow us on Twitter, then you – would have an idea of what's going on. The episode today is us talk about a certain uh, wrestling organization that that had its run. It's since defunct, um, <laughs> but but it had a you know a fairly successful run for about five six years. Um, called the war uh, called the World Trampoline, or it's just called World Trampoline Wrestling, WTW for short. Um, this this existed in uh, three locations and no more than that. Um, and uh, well, the final one was here at my house. So, wow, that's yeah. uh, that's pretty exciting, buddy. Yeah, now, it is. It is very exciting. Um, the first one took place across the street from my house, where okay. one of my buddies lived. He then moved down a few neighborhoods, and then the majority of this takes place there. And then mm-hmm. after pff, five years of asking for a trampoline, <laughs> finally got one at my house just in time for us to do one show and then never use it again. So that's that's just the way that's just the way things worked out. So three different locations, all there in the city go. of Roswell, Georgia. Uh, very regional promotion, I guess you could say. And uh <laughs> That you know that that that's that's most of the groundwork right there. We had about six competitors all total, May- maybe maybe eight. Okay. You know. Uh, okay. Now I have. I, I mentioned this before we went on the air. I have several questions about this promotion. Okay. Uh, having... You know what? You know what? Hold on, Harris. That, yeah, that's the topic. Yeah. Before we get into that. Okay. Is okay. there anything else we would like to talk about? Just going anything um, else. I mean, yes, SmackDown's going live to Fox this Friday. That's that true. Is okay. probably the most excited that I've been about wrestling right, since so, WrestleMania. All right, so everyone, just hold up with us. We introduced the topic very poorly, and we'll we'll get to that later. But we are going to talk about some stuff because I agree with Harris, and we've talked about this before. So we all agree the SmackDown commercials are incredible because they're like real sports commercials, and it's really cool. Now. I have an issue with them after seeing one the other day. Every single superhero, or superhero, (laughs) WWE would like them to be superheroes. Uh, Every single superstar 
was either a character that has since retired or semi-retired or is really not on the show anymore. I mean, every single one, until like at the very end, they flashed like Roman Reigns and Becky Lynch and that was about it. And so I remember looking at this and I'm like, yeah, this is really cool, but it's very much false advertising. Mm. And I'm a who little. Who was on it? I don't think it I've was seen like this one it was specifically, or it didn't register. It, it was like did. Undertaker, Rockstar. You know, it was like all of these huh. people, and you know, I mean, there were some like you know Rey Mysterio and that, which, I, I yeah, some of them still wrestle or making appearances, Brock Lesnar and whatnot. But it was all people like that. And I'm like, this would have been really cool in like 2008 as like a promo. Or, you know, huh. a little commercial. But these, you know, Triple H, John Cena, all these people on here, I'm like, these are not the normal people. And I was just kind of like, eh, might be a little, might, might rub some people the wrong way. I mean, I know with this first show, they're going to do, a, you know, a bunch of stuff. But right, I'm just, I mean, I get wanting to, you know, pull out all the stops for the first show. I totally get that. But I don't know. They might want to change some of that coming up. Yeah, I mean, they're in the same boat as AEW, right? Which sure. is like, hey, we're, we're kickstarting this thing. We want to bring new eyes to the product. So we need to have people that, like, casual or, like, lapsed wrestling fans will have heard of to get them to tune back in. Right. But you sure. can't rely on that or you don't have a good wrestling product. Right. So Which just... I think, which WWE has not really been doing, which is so funny. WWE, day in and day out, don't do that. And then for every big show, they never give anyone a chance to do anything. And they just yep. always make it about the big people. So, yep. therefore, they are not growing any huge superstars. I think the other commercials, the commercials where it cuts between, like, the wrestlers doing their moves... And other celebrities and ordinary people like going about their lives and it all kind of blends together. That's a great one because it blends, it, you know, but it's, it's, it's still great... all it's still them all doing Undertaker's moves. John Cena's no, well, moves. Got, it's I still mean, doing all that, you know. Yeah, but everybody knows that. John Cena. It's still got Roman Reigns. It's got Charlotte Flair doing the little twirl like they're not going to have. Sure. You know, Johnny Gargano in this commercial, right. even if he were on SmackDown, you know what I mean? Like they're going to go for the people they know or think could have like real mainstream crossover appeal. Yeah, I get and it. And those do it a little bit better for me. But the thing like the the thing I love about these commercials, even though you're right, I mean it'll be interesting to see if they can like equate that to hey, here's new exciting wrestling storylines, like new characters for you to fall in love with, casual viewer. It'll be interesting to see if they can do that, but it's just it's fun to see wrestling look fun, to see wrestling be advertised like any other form of storytelling and you watch it and you think, whoa, that looks cool. Like I think I mentioned this last week. If I had seen one of those commercials when I was 14, I might have wanted to watch wrestling. But that didn't exist. Like they have never tried. How hard would it be, Mark, for WWE to like take out a commercial during the Super Bowl? They've never done that in my lifetime. Like they did it once a long time ago. And it's great, but that was in the Attitude Era when like everyone who watched wrestling watched wrestling. You know yeah, what I mean? Like yeah. I just feel like they've never tried to expand their footprint at all. I and agree. I'm just excited to see them doing that. It's cool to see them plugging it on Fox. It's cool to see Becky Lynch in This Is Sports Center commercials, you know? Yes, it is. That's a great commercial. I wish there would be more like that. I'm kind of surprised they only went with her instead of Charlotte or Roman, but it's fantastic. Yeah, that is a little strange, but eh, I don't know. Uh, it's fine. 
Um, but anyway, the, the commercials are cool. Hopefully this means it's going to be something different, good. I don't know. But uh, I'm really mad they changed the announcing teams. Uh, that Who's, really annoyed okay. me. What were the changes? Because I know they made them, but I don't know who's the on The entire what Raw announcing team is now the SmackDown announcing team. <laughs> I don't know what I expected. And there's a totally new Raw announcing team. Like, the SmackDown team doesn't exist anymore, as far as I know. All those people, okay. gone. Um, or aren't doing it. Because it's... I don't think it's the main... I don't think it's... What's his name? Todd Phillips? the Or the guy who's been doing SmackDown? I don't mm-hmm. think he's the... Guy doing Raw now, although I could be wrong. And then there's some new guy they brought in, which I forgot who it was. And then Jerry Lawler's back on the Raw announced team. And then literally just Renee Young, Michael Cole, and Corey Graves is the SmackDown announced team now, which really pisses me off. It's like, ah, just WWE is just so annoying with stuff like that. It's like, they they always have to be like, no, this is is our show now. And like, I don't know. It just, just ticks me off that they always have to put all their they basically put all their eggs in one show at a time and it bugs mm-hmm. me it just bugs me yeah i mean i guess you have to have an a show it's just weird it's funny that the switch was that transparent well it always is like it involves it's not like oh we're gonna focus more on this show now it's all right everyone who was on this show is now on the new a show and all the announcers are now on this show <laughs> It's just a complete shift in momentum, you know? Right. Like, all of the perceived A talent just flips overnight. Is the first episode of SmackDown the draft? I know there's going to be a big uh, I think so, because they're doing a two-part. The big se- season mm. opener for Raw, and, yep. and then the new thing of SmackDown are going to be both, like, a double episode of the draft. Okay, which okay. I love how everyone's making fun of people talking about the season, uh, the season premiere of Raw. It's it's hilarious. Like, did you see the kayfabe? Oh, mm-hmm. What was it? The kayfabe TV? I forgot what the name of the Twitter page. Kayfabe is. news. Yeah, kayfabe news. Did you see the post? Where they're like, fan binges every season of Raw in preparation for season premiere. That was <laughs> that was very funny. I wish it was a season premiere. It'd probably be a better product. Yeah, yeah Lucha, Lucha Underground off, did it. Well, maybe not the best example. R.I.P. Yeah, it was pretty good. No, I'm not saying it wasn't good. I'm saying it doesn't exist anymore. Well, that that is that is true. But anyway, um, NXT a couple weeks ago debuted on USA, which is cool. That's fine. Good for them. Um, yeah, yeah. And then, I haven't gotten a chance to watch it yet. Yeah, I, sk- I skimmed through some of it, but I haven't really seen. And then coming up this Wednesday, that's the big one. AEW premieres, <laughs> and of course, I'm now gonna work that whole day and i'm not sure how late i'm gonna end up being there so i really hope i'm gonna be back in time to watch that live but i have it set to record regardless and this is the first time i've been excited about watching a weekly wrestling show in quite a while so i'm i'm ready i'm kind of in the same boat which is i mean look i guess it's not a bad problem to have because you know having jobs and making money is nice but i feel like (laughs) we're both in this place where we're like ah man all right (laughs) we'll make it work we'll figure it out I should be good for SmackDown this Friday because Friday night they usually don't keep us too late. But That's good, yeah. Yeah, Wednesday night will be kind of a toss-up. I might have to record that myself. The other thing that we need to talk about because what is two white men on the internet talking about wrestling? If you don't bring up CM Punk, oh, is yeah. the rumor is that he's he's been screen tested for the new Fox show. 
like the studio show with Renee yeah. Young where they come in and they break down, you know, what's happening in the world of wrestling. I'm hoping it'll just be like the reincarnation of Talking Smack. That would be pretty cool. Which was cool. awesome. Yeah, I agree. And I mean, I'm like, I'm a huge punk mark, whatever they do with him. But if they bring him on board at all, especially. I am a literal punk mark. No, I know. <laughs> I have several mark puns I was going to get to later in the show, but we'll, that's, we'll, that's we'll get to that me. later. That's fine. But, right, especially if this is a stepping stone to him coming back to WWE, even if it's just a part-time contract or something like that. I that's still would rather, exciting. I'd still rather see him in AEW than anywhere associated with WWE. But either way. It's still that, that that is pretty cool if that is true. Just to see him in any right. capacity like that is is great. And that is a big if. Also, right. it will be very funny if he gets signed, but like his contract is with Fox, and there's still like a real <laughs> passive aggressive <laughs> vibe between him and WWE. But Fox is like he will get eyes on the Fox product, so right. he's only going to be in the studio show. <laughs> that that would be so funny. Yeah, maybe they'll let him do commentary again. Who knows? Who knows? But, uh, yeah, that'd be pretty cool. So, we'll, you know, we'll see. We'll see. It's always on the horizon. We're always we'll ready see, for dude. it. A lot of stuff is going to happen this week. It's a cool time to be a wrestling fan. It is. It is. Hopefully the show's not terrible because, you know, you never know. Right. They might open <laughs> SmackDown on Friday with, like, all right, everyone, it's the moment you've all been waiting for. Maria Kanellis is going to take a paternity test. Like, And Shane McMahon is going to wrestle Kevin Owens with one hand tied behind his back. I'm waiting I for that match. I thought you were going to combine the two and say Shane McMahon is actually the father of her unborn child, which that is absolutely if, the direction this needs to take. If if that did happen next week, that would be our topic. <laughs> okay, like, well, right off the bat, crossed. <laughs> Realistically, next week might just be us recapping the week of wrestling. Like that might just be a pure current events week because it, so much stuff is be. happening. Yeah, there's so much going on that it might be. Okay, um, here's what they're going to do, Mark. I figured it out. Okay. They're going to take the hottest thing in wrestling and combine it with the coldest thing in wrestling. CM Punk is the father of Maria's unborn baby. Book it, Vince. I, I have no reaction. <laughs> Sometimes I say stuff and I can just hear you shaking your head like, nope, nope, yeah. not, nope. It's not even a nope situation. It's just I just can't I can't process that, which is fine. That's fine. Um, it's important that we prepare ourselves for these things. We do. <laughs> that's true. Because the more the the dumber, the uh, the more likely it is. The dumber it mm -hmm. is, the more likely it is. Okay. Uh. So the other thing I wanted to talk about. Uh. Well, I figured we'd just go ahead and do our uh. What's up with David Arquette? Okay, beginning of the show. Yeah, let's go ahead and do it because there's a little bit going on. Um, the biggest news with David Arquette is that he followed me on Twitter today. I, he followed I, me too. I oh, he did? I was going to ask you about that. that. Finally, like if he was just bored enough over his morning coffee or whatever. <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, I guess I'll finally like, I don't know. I wasn't expecting it. Yeah, me neither. I have no idea how that happened, but now he follow. He's been. I mean, he's followed the page now for you know for for right. quite a while, and right. and we've interacted a bunch. He's followed the Instagram page now for several months and has interacted, which is awesome. But now he followed both of our personal Twitter accounts, which is a little intimidating. It is a little intimidating because that means we can get unfollowed now. Well, the first thing I did was I looked at like the last five things I've tweeted, <laughs> and I was like, oh, oh, geez, okay. 
Yeah, I remember thinking, well, this is very, this is awesome, but I have no relevant tweets for him that that he would find even remotely interesting on this account. It's all sports. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, he is a sports fan. Fair enough. Los Angeles sports fan. But anyway, um, so that was pretty cool. That's the biggest news. The other biggest news is apparently his wrestling documentary is is done, is finished. They finished the preliminary editing with it. And I'm not exactly sure of all the details behind it, um, but I know he. I'm. I'm. I would assume he has some sort of deal in place already for it, with kind of the way he's been talking about it. Um, or, but I'm not sure. Maybe he doesn't. Maybe they're gonna start shopping it. I'm not quite sure. But yeah. it seems to be done now, and I believe it. It seems like he's done with wrestling. At least, just, yeah, have- just from the the way everything seems, it just kind of seems like it might be done. Yeah, I imagine any announcement on that will come sort of in the promotional push for the movie. Sure. You know, I mean, I don't know. You you follow his bookings more than I do. I mean, I'm not aware of any shows coming up. Yeah, me neither. That he's tweeted or talked about or promoted as being on. And it's it might be very, one of these very... situations where I, my guess, just objectively, this is what I would do, is I think he's shopping the movie now or like yeah. looking into distribution, whether it's just direct on demand or free on YouTube or whatever he's going to end up doing with it. And in the promotional push for that, he's going to end up with one more match. I think That'd be pretty cool. that's the smartest way to do it and bill it as, hey, it's one last David Arquette match. That seems like the, the best business decision to me. Yeah. Maybe he's done. Maybe he, you know, he did everything he wanted to do, and maybe his last match is on the documentary, and you right. know, that's how he wanted it to be. But I would be, I would be surprised, not shocked, but I would be surprised if this was really it. Like he's not going to do one more ever. Yeah. No, I, I hope so. Uh, get your, get your schedules ready, Harris, because for, for final David Arquette match, we might have to be making a trip. <laughs> Absolutely. It would <laughs> depend on where it is. That would be right. Right. Yeah. Oh, it's man, in he... Montreal. Oh, okay. Well, okay, I can't get a pass, a flying passport in time. It's in so Aberdeen, South Dakota, ladies and gentlemen. You have no idea how angry <laughs> I would be if that was the case. He did it while I was out there. He did have. He did wrestle. He did the Colt Cabana match that was in Minneapolis. Right. Uh, you thought about driving? I that, I, I did think about driving. I did not do it, and I kind of wish I did, but. It would have been mm. a really horrible trip. So maybe he'll maybe it'll but be with the new NWA promotion in Atlanta. That would be like the best thing possible. That would be amazing. Yeah, that'd be and perfect. then it sells out immediately, and we still don't get tickets. And then oh, we, we just, could scalp tickets we, to the NWA <laughs> taping. We'd be the only people on the planet who actually were like super excited to go. We just Everyone go down there, like yeah, we, all right. This seems we're just good. down there, like all the Georgia fans outside the stadium, just holding up, holding up two fingers, just walking yep. back and forth. Oh yep. man, I'm that'd pretty be, sure we could we could find somebody's price. Uh, yeah, we probably should. Yeah, we we definitely could. Everyone has a price. I mean, well, like without having to like hurt our own bank accounts too much. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. There's got to be two people out there who are just kind of excited to go. Right. I would assume so. But anyway, we're we're eagerly anticipating it and waiting for it. And uh, anyway, the documentary seems to be done. So I would assume, hopefully, within the next few months, we maybe hear some news about that, which is pretty yeah. exciting. 
pretty awesome. I, and you'll I definitely how- you'll hear it on this episode first, as long as it happens sometime on the weekend. Uh, if if it's not on the weekend, you might hear it after you know last. But uh, you'll you'll hear it whenever on this podcast. All the details whenever they come out, and we will definitely be doing an episode whenever it comes out on the documentary. You can for sure bet uh, on yeah. that. And yeah. may- maybe if he's doing promotional stuff, we might be able to get him on the show again. <laughs> if he's doing promotional stuff, I feel like he's significantly less likely to do anything related to the show. <laughs> that could be true, yeah. Really getting the message out there. Hiring him, <laughs> getting an interview with him is promotion for us, not the <laughs> other way around. <laughs> We'd be like, that hey, while true. you're talking yeah. about your new movie, could you talk about us a little bit, please, David Arquette? Hey, we, the- hey, well, we could at least we could pretend like we'd be we were doing him a favor. Oh, 100 percent. We could try anyway. that. That assumes that he's never listened to an episode of this show, which is, you know, which we know is not true because he yeah. definitely listened to the Royal Rumble episode in preparation for when we actually interviewed him. Yeah, so he did. He yeah, has he did. listened to this podcast before. Mm-hmm. Now, whether it's been in you know in the last nine months or so, who knows? But he has. So anyway, we love you, David. And this is this is definitely you. You always have a home here. Anyway, so that's exciting. What's up with David Arquette? And uh, oh yeah, well we've already yeah because we already talked about the Creep Show TV show I think premiered. So that's another thing that he's been involved with. But anyway. Uh, so that does it for just the little opening segment with a little bit of current stuff and, uh, our David Arquette stuff. And so now we're going to get into the actual topic, which we talked about at the beginning, the very, very popular, at least in this household, um, company called World Trampling Wrestling that I was, that I founded and okay, was the main this... head, head showrunner of and okay. by far the best performer and, everything else of the uh you know trampoline wrestling league that we had and we're going to talk a little bit about that okay so let's just let's get right into it here because we discussed this a little bit before we went to air i have several questions about wtw and we this might just feel a little bit like an interview i'm not sure so okay okay well i i this this is what i but hand before before you okay. a- start asking that, you want me to just maybe go into a brief history of it, or do you just want to start asking questions? I don't care. Well, I think a lot of my questions are about the history of okay, it. Okay, well I then that like works. That Let's will, just do that. Um, that will help us flesh this out a little bit, so it sure. isn't just us talking about old YouTube videos the entire time. Sounds good. About bits that we sort of remember. So, okay, first question that came to mind. Well, you touched on this a little bit. So what what is the oral history of the founding of WTW? Like you mentioned you were the founder. Uh, you were the head booker. That makes sense. Um, was there anybody else that was super involved in this? Or is this one of those things where you really wanted to do it and you just talked all of your friends into doing it? It's, it's mostly that. Um... <laughs> Great. Good start. <laughs> okay, so... I mean, we've talked. About, I've talked about it before. I've been a huge wrestling fan. I've known about wrestling my whole life. Been a huge fan probably since I was about ten. Nine, ten is when that really, really started. So this, I was pro- let's see. I think that this must have started when my uh, next door neighbor Axel, his family got a trampoline. Wait, 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 wait. Is his birth name Axel? Yes. Or did you just call him that? No, no, no. His birth name is Axel. What's his full name? Axel Martinez. 
That's incredible. Yeah. Well, yeah, he was born to be a pro wrestler then. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, so it was, you know, it was his house, his, you know, they, they, they had a trampoline right across the street. Right. Man, I probably should have tried to get some of these guys to join us on the show and talk about this. Man, this is how great of a podcast we are. Well, we really, I didn't even think about didn't that. Even, we really I totally dropped, the ball, dropped the ball on that one, man. Anyway, maybe I should try and call him now. No. Maybe yeah, for the anyway. sequel. Maybe we'll we'll do something at some point. Yeah, yeah. We'll have to bring them on because there was, you... uh, all total, there were five of us that, okay. were, that were this main group that were pretty much always a part of this show. And it was, it was my friend Axel and it was his little brother, Alan, who, and then it was me. My little brother, George, and then my other friend, Ryan, who also lived in the neighborhood. So all of us lived in the same neighborhood, just a few houses away from each other. And okay. I'm really into wrestling at the time. Trampoline. I'm really into the Hardy Boys. Trampoline. Oh, of course you could wrestle on a trampoline. That's a great idea. So there it was. I just started going over there and trying to... Get people to start wrestling. They uh, they were all familiar with wrestling. Um, I was right. definitely it the biggest too. fan of wrestling. But but like me and Ryan would watch Raws on Monday nights and stuff because we didn't have cable and he did. So we would <laughs> we would do that. Uh, Axel would watch stuff with us. We we all like they all had we all had SmackDown vs Raw. So we would play you know those all the time on the PS2. And uh, so it just kind of started small like that. I roped, of course, my little brother and his, you know, friend Alan in there because we could pick them up. I'm really glad you touched on that because this was my second question. And the first thing that I thought of the instant I started watching the first video. Yep. What is the age gap here? Uh, I'm five years older than my brother. Okay. Yeah. No, that sounds about right. That's what it looks like. So, ladies and gentlemen. We are – I'm basing my experience with World Trampoline Wrestling or World Championship Wrestling is how I call it. Right. Every time I see it, that's what <laughs> I feel like it should be. I'm basing my experience on WTW largely on the playlist Mark made. So he compiled all of the old highlight videos right. on his YouTube channel, Marky Mark Brand. And they are there. The, the first couple of videos are just highlights, like music videos of different moves. Yep. And then at the very end, we get a show, like a proper card. Now, th- so we'll this get is to the that way in a little bit, but yeah. I just want to we're, we're just going to kind of bounce around my observations and general questions. Yeah. First. OK, Um. hold on. All right. So, you know, we we're talking about the beginning of the show and everything. And uh, yeah, as you were saying, the first couple of highlight videos weren't even shows i mean we were doing shows by that point and we had, okay i have other footage that I, that just isn't on youtube that was from uh earlier on but these are literally just us going out there and doing moves and i'm now joined by someone who was a part of the uh of the show this is my uh younger brother george i was the abuse taker for the whole series dude thank you for <laughs> that was my job this was exactly my first question because, okay, first of all, y'all, if you're listening to this and you, you're in a position where you can do it, just pull these videos up and start watching them because yeah. the first thing that immediately came to my mind was, okay, this is just Mark wanting to do all of these moves on someone small enough that he can pick them up yep. and bring them crashing back into the ground. So I'm glad we can get your perspective on this. Yeah, well, uh, 
Well, I mean, that was pretty much it. I learned how to be really good at uh, taking moves like that. At uh, that was my livelihood for those years. The first thing I have written because I took some notes watching this show. Oh and the my The first gosh. thing I wrote is, "Who is this literal child you are wrestling?" So I'm really glad that we could get you on just to kind of flesh this out a little bit because it literally I wrote this down too. It looks like Baron Corbin wrestling Rey Mysterio. So to hear that there's a 5 year age gap, that definitely checks out. Yeah, I've been uh, I've been wanting to talk about my abuse for years. I think it's good it's finally coming out. I uh, think people need to hear this. Yeah, this is a very different podcast now. It's Okay, okay. All right, George. So, do you remember um how any of this uh started like back when we were over at Axel and Alan's first house? Uh didn't you and Axel just say you wanted to beat us up? I don't think that was exactly how it was worded. Well, that's how I remember it. I think that's probably what it turned into, but I don't think that's how it was initially worded. Now, I do remember, especially now this first video that is on YouTube, uh, World Trampoline Wrestling Highlights number one, this one literally was just, hey, we can make highlight videos. Let's go out there and do moves. And that's what it is. Yeah, because didn't they just get a trampoline? Well, no, th- this one had, this was at their other house. Oh, yeah, so they, we'd already been doing it for we'd already been doing it for a while. We we were seasoned professionals at this point. We yeah we were we we were much better. You you have no idea. I found some of the old videos at at their other house, like some of our first stuff, and it is great. No no it is. I mean if you think any of this stuff is bad, it's wow. It makes this stuff look like WrestleMania. Okay, well now hang on. You say that, so I'm I'm glad to bring this up. Some of this offense doesn't look terrible. Like I know, like it's not good, right? Obviously, because right. it's just kids screwing around on a trampoline. But I thought this was really funny because a lot of the like really high powered moves, like obviously, the the literally the first thing you see on the first video is just Mark holding i guess it's you holding you above his head for like five solid seconds yep and then dropping you back to the ground so like obviously the power moves at least look powerful because again there's a five-year age cap so that checks out and let's just all remember who who did the really selling on here i got really good at making those faces which really sold the performance here i honestly hold on it is good no but hold on was this selling or were you actually in pain i mean we could call it both (laughs) <laughs> it's just that's the best selling when you don't know. He's just fl- he just flops so well. I'm yeah, still I brought up the first video. I'm watching it on mute now. And it's just it's just Mark hitting like suplexes and standing suplexes and a jackhammer, just all of these power moves. And then occasionally like a stand like what a missile drop kick cuz you can, you know, jump high enough on the trampoline to hit him. Right. But, like, the power moves and the high-flying moves, this was the thing I thought watching these highlight videos over and over again. The power moves look pretty good because, you know, he's just vastly outweighed. And the high-flying moves look pretty good because you can jump, you know, on the trampoline. That's the whole reason you're doing this. You can do, like, a top-rope spot without needing ropes. But it's great because occasionally somebody will just do a kick (laughs) or a punch. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that happens. And miss That's, I mean, you can't, like, the trampoline and the size difference does nothing to help you there. No. So it's, those just aren't good. <laughs> I mean, I had an excuse. There wasn't a whole lot else I could do. No, no, that's, that's definitely fair. Although you do have some good, like, jump kicks and drop kicks and stuff. But, like, 
any really simple move, any kick, any punch, any like DDT. I think somebody does a baseball slide at one point. None of those look good because that's like the stuff the trampoline doesn't actually help with. Okay, I, I will correct you there. DDTs got to look incredible. Oh as yeah, we, we go. We perfect you guys. DDT. You can see you guys figure out how to do it better, but like the right. first couple of ones don't really work. There's one point. This is just going to turn into me saying, "Oh, remember that bit when?" I don't know how many of these you've watched, but somebody takes a DDT. It might be you, George. I'm not sure. Somebody takes a DDT bounces straight back up in the air, does like a single corkscrew, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then drops back down to the ground. Yeah. That's incredible. That's uh, like the coolest thing I've seen on this whole video. Okay, now, um, that it's not a DDT. Uh, oh, wait, it, it just happened. I just saw it. It's, it's a choke slam. It's a choke yeah. slam, but it is one of the best, it is one of the best things that George has ever done in his entire life. And you can watch, watch, if you watch my face after it happens, I start laughing. I'm because watching it again now. It is Hang just on. brilliant. I I had flair, definitely. No, for sure. Well, and that's what I mean, it, it's I'm a little tongue in cheek when I say this. It's a little meta, obviously, but like there are some core elements of professional wrestling that are really here because you clearly yeah. understood that you were the jobber in all yeah. of these. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I had to learn that to survive. Okay, George, so do you remember how old you were when we first started over at the other house? Nope. Okay, well, it was – you would have had to have been like, like six or, or seven. Six. It look, Yeah, six or seven looks about right. And so, then in so this problems. one, in this video, you're probably around eight. You're probably se like eight, seven or eight Something in this like video. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. and so you this is, you know, an eight-year-old taking these moves pretty well. He's got the styles clash on you now. That's a good one. Yeah. Oh, wow, I'm in the same part of the video. Oh, yeah. We probably that, started that one, at the same time. That one I didn't want to do. That one. Hurt. Yeah, yeah. He didn't want that one at all. Um, well, that was whenever dangerous. I do, I mean, <laughs> you, sold, you, you took it the right way. I was impressed. Also, whenever I do a jackhammer on him, which I do in a few videos, those hurt him every single time. And he always <laughs> he always cried after it. Unless, I know why I didn't cry, all right? <laughs> you did. You I, cried after you the jackhammers. You time anyways. I did. Got a not. pile driver here on the trampoline. That's lovely. Oh yeah, yeah. We got a, we did everything that was you know physically strength wise possible to do. Right, we, and that's the stuff that, like I said, that's the stuff that looks the best. Again, if you can, just look up one of these videos because it's just four minutes of Mark, and I guess it's Axel just hitting power move after power move, and it looks pretty great because they yeah. can clearly do it without like any effort whatsoever. Anyway, uh, George, uh, any anything, any final things you wanted to say? Well, I'd like to say that uh, those experiences built me up into a better human, but uh, I mm. think they just uh, destroyed my conscience. Yeah. Okay, well, that's fair enough. Thank you for joining us. All right, it's been my pleasure. All right, that wow. was, yeah, that was my little brother, George. That was on, fantastic. Uh, who was one of, one of the stars, and I say that completely serious. Of, of this show and again I mean, he made it work no 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 I mean as I said I mean I was by far the best person in this but he was definitely the next best one we uh, let me put it this way we were the only two who could truly sell out of everyone mm -hmm. and that is I, I feel you, very apparent I think you have the most raw love for wrestling I feel like everyone else it was just kind of a fun thing but you can yes. tell you're genuinely interested in like the art of wrestling, even at this age. Also, I do feel yeah. like if we wanted to, we could convince somebody 
that these are like bootleg AJ Styles home videos. <laughs> Now this is I want to talk to you about this and we'll get to it a little bit more when we get to the uh even the, though the he grew up in like the eighties. Right. But like I'm just you know, like you could show these to your kids and nobody would ever know. Like, you know, th- there's a certain level of ignorance we can get away with exploiting. That's all I'm saying. But yeah, that's fair. as I'm watching more of these highlight videos, it's clear that like again, we get to the pun, you are a massive Jeff Hardy mark, right? Uh yeah. Like it's oh, it's yes. abundant because pretty much every single one of these, there's like six or seven, four to five minute highlight videos. Pretty much every single one of them at some point you will hit a swanton bomb on I somebody will. like complete with the taunt and everything. And like the body language is really incredible. I just want to salute you for that because you've got it down pat. Yeah, like like I said, I mean, this was constant watching of wrestling at the time, like everything. Mm-hmm. I was watching everything just nonstop at this point. Yeah. And I also realized watching these how old I am now because one, like I wouldn't have enthusiastically done a lot of this as a kid anyway because I didn't watch wrestling and I was always scared of getting hurt. Right. There's a moment in one of these videos where you do a swanton bomb off of a ladder yep. onto the trampoline. And I thought, oh, wow, that's pretty cool. That That's pretty committed and it looks right. pretty good. Uh, there's another bit in a later video where you and I, I believe it's – um. Predator, although I can't really okay. like your Predator, characters aren't yeah, really Predator, clear there's no dialogue here. That's fair. Predator's my, my buddy Ryan, but yeah. Okay, okay. So it, it, it gets out of the ring. I believe this is at your second location, or the camera angle's just different. But it, it, it takes place outside of the ring. You take him over to the side to another spot in the yard, and then you just hit him with a swanton off like a six-foot brick wall. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if you remember that or you oh, watched no. it. Are you goes... kidding me? Look, Harris, I remember everything. <laughs> I remember all of this. It can't, like, it goes from, oh, this is fun, little kids on the trampoline, to legitimately like, hey, don't do that, kid. Don't do that, for sure, because it's a brick wall and the yard, and yeah. you're just going to stick your neck right on top of it. Yeah, this is the way, th- this is how, ha- okay, we'll just, since we're on the topic, we'll just talk about this for a second. Um there, there was a gradual, um, there was a gradual move on how risky I, 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 or how comfortable I got with doing certain moves. It started, I believe you can see it in, I think it's in the number six highlight number six high voltage okay. is the first and another thing the first five videos yeah, the one with the name i the, remember that yeah the first five videos were all just us going out there and shooting highlight videos and then the sixth one is when we were just like let's just shoot because we would all anyway i was just like that that's when we got back to shooting shows which we okay, had done before okay. so, so and then on, i just um, made those into highlight videos so um, immediately i started watching part six I Again, think, with your commitment to character, you already have the Jeff Hardy sleeves, like yeah, yeah, straight up. Yeah, You're the I, only person here with an actual costume. Yeah, that's another thing. I was usually the only one who actually had a costume, and I made my own Jeff Hardy sleeves. And I think yeah, this is the first wow. one where I dive off the trampoline. And so that that, yeah, that was really the first start. Too, I I jumped off a ladder onto the trampoline, as you were saying in another video. Right, but that's relatively like okay, but we're all we're doing this on a trampoline anyway, so that's pretty safe. Okay, I do remember the moment where you went off the trampoline, and that is in that's this video. Point. It's like right around a minute and a half, or maybe a little before, and I I dive off the trampoline onto my buddy Axel, who's laying on the ground, 
That was the first yeah. one of those. I, I got better at that move and would do that several more times in other videos, diving off of it. And then I don't remember which one it was where I, where I jumped onto the or I dove off the wall. I don't remember which video it was. I think it's in the. It's I think in, it's it, in. I think it's in the Last Man Standing one. To be honest, maybe what maybe I saw a highlight from it. From oh, it. that was what it was. Yeah, I I have that on because there there is one video that's called Best Ever Highlights, <laughs> and that's all me. I I just took all the highlights of me and put them in one video. And so that's probably where you saw it. In. Right. This, this right. happened so, in the last man standing one, which we're going to watch coming up in just a little bit. Right. Um, so we've established now at this point that Mark is a founder, head booker, star, and also just best performer. And yes, by the way, you're right. There's a point a minute in where you do like a cross body off the trampoline and just kind of bump into him. Right. And I saw it and I thought, oh, that was pretty good. But I thought it was crazier. Like when I remembered watching it before in my head. Yeah. Minute and a half. You just do a full diving swanton off of the trampoline onto his prone body. Yep. And it looks pretty great. I'm not going to lie. It's I, pretty hardcore. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I got pretty good at this. And as far as I remember, these almost never hurt. Like, whenever I would dive off like that, they never hurt. Now, the next one I did was the one off the wall, the six-foot brick wall. That one hurt a lot. I remember that one very well. I did not do that one well. And that one was very painful. But then later on, I did another one, and I went even farther where I dove off an eight-foot ladder. Um, I don't know if you saw that one. but You've shown me that one independently of this episode, but I didn't see it in the highlight packages. Okay. I have another question, by the way. This sure. is unrelated to anything. Whose bunny is this? That is, that is my buddy Axel's bunny. His name was okay. Sly, and he was our commissioner. <laughs> Perfect. And only Perfect. and Axel was the interpreter, uh, and he's the only one who could interpret for for uh, That's our commission. Absolutely incredible. There's a bit. I don't think you edited it this way, but there's a great little bit of foreshadowing where the camera gets a little distracted, and kind of pans to the right. And I yep. thought it was a cat, but you see him. You see the bunny, like a perfectly white bunny, yep. kind of just start to, I guess, hop down the backyard. Yep. And then it cuts immediately, and I thought, wait, was that a cat? What happened? And, and then later in the same video, he's just holding a bunny in front of the camera, Yep. and he's just kind of chilling. Yeah, yeah, we would do that several times, going back to the other location like a year or so before this, where during the show when we were filming shows, something would happen, and we'd have to go to the commissioner to see how to resolve it, and and that's the, that's the way that would go down. Now, I really hate that more of these storylines didn't manifest in these videos because i would love yeah. to see a little bit more of this character work because it's fantastic yeah yeah unfortunately a lot of that i tried to find some of this footage like the full the full footage of a lot of these and i i couldn't find i, I couldn't yeah. find it um which unfortunately it might be lost but uh i do want to say this okay i think before we go any farther we need to talk about the characters of wtw Okay, because let's do that and segue we've been into the pay-per-view. Sure, we've been kind of glossing through a lot of stuff, and I feel like we need to establish the characters okay, right off the do. bat. We're going to start off. Now, each person had at least two characters, if not more than that. Um, right. I, myself, my main character was I was Iron Man, because this, this would have been like you know, 2007, 2008. It would have been right around when that movie came out, and... That was my character's name. It was Iron Man. And, uh, yeah, he pretty much dressed like, uh, like Jeff Hardy. Um, 
He used at first, the at first. Yeah, yeah, at first, at first. The the character went through a change, but uh he came out to the song Extreme Days by Toby Mac, which is a fantastic entrance song. Is I, I have another question about that while we're on it. Is every song that these video highlights are set to like a Christian rock song? Mostly. Until we get to the actual wrestling themes? Mostly, because those were most widely available at the time. Right. So, yes. And that also makes it seem a lot more like an AJ Styles bootleg tape that we discovered. <laughs> well, that's fair. It's that's very fair on brand. Yeah. <laughs> that's fair enough. Oh, man. But anyway, so that was his main character. Again, it went through a bunch of changes in uh just moves um i had several different finishers but it it ultimately came down to i used i used a swanton bomb a lot of times obviously i used a uh a type of ddt eventually which is pretty cool and then i also i came up with my own move that i couldn't hit very well because it involved picking the other person up so when it was like my buddy axel who was much bigger than me it was it was right. kind of hard to do but i called it first degree annihilation where <laughs> Which I thought was an awesome name, and I—it's where you hold them sideways, like you would do like a, th- a fallaway slam, and then you would spin their legs out and kind of hold onto their head, and then turn it into like a sit-down face buster. Now John Jeez. Cena hit this move like three years ago on Raw, and I freaked out because I was like, <laughs> "That I was like that is my move," and I I took a video of it. I remember at the time, but I don't know if it's still on my phone, but. He did my move, and it pissed me off. I was oh, like, of course that, it did. Of course that that's is, how that ends. That was my move. So anyway, um, so that that just proves that it was a good idea if even John Cena ended up doing a move. Because, again, I was trying to come up with a move that I that I didn't see, like, done. You know, I was trying to come up <laughs> with a unique move at right. the time. Um, and so sometimes if it was like Axel and I couldn't pick him up, I would just turn it into just a – regular face buster because i couldn't pick Mm -hmm. them up but anyway Mm -hmm. those were kind of the moves um then there was my buddy ryan who was predator he was uh one of of my best friends at the time and he he was he was committed but he was also i feel like if you were involved in this harris you would be very much like him afraid to get hurt (laughs) because he was very afraid to get hurt with certain things he, mm-hmm. he didn't sell well. Um, he, he would sell, like, the hurt part pretty well, but he wouldn't sell the move very well. So that's why other people look so much better than me when you watch these videos because I make their moves look much, much better than they made mine look. Um, right. And his character was, I don't know, just another one of the superstars. And he, he did it. His finishing move was called the Cannon Splash, which... You basically jump like a sideways cannonball, but you, like, elbow them. I don't remember how to explain it. He does it a bunch, but that was kind of his move. Um, and we all had our own other signature moves, too. It wasn't just... We all had a kind of a handful of moves we would do. He would also... He didn't like to fall on his back straight away a lot of times, so when he would do a suplex, he would just release the person and wouldn't fall back with it. So that was kind of his unique suplex, which huh. was kind of cool, and you'll see it in a couple of videos. But uh, there is There is one bit, by the way... If, if any of you were, like I was, picturing this as a trampoline with a net, no. you're doing it wrong. Because, nope, like, no net. when I was a kid, the trampoline I played on, like, my neighbor's trampoline had a net. Nope. So I was picturing you guys, like, running the ropes and stuff, and there's no net. 
No, you all. do see us fake run the ropes, though, all the yes, time. Yes, that's exactly <laughs> what I was about to bring up, but that doesn't stop them from running the ropes. I think you do this. At one point, you hit the people's elbow on somebody, Yep. and it's it's like the entire thing. It's like you knock him down, you stop, you wave your arms, you roll off your Jeff Hardy sleeves, right. and then you run the ropes like three times before you hit him with the people's elbow. Yep. And there's no ropes at all. You just kind of have to bring yourself to a stop. Yeah, pretty without much. Without running off the trampoline. Pretty much. But again, you can't really do this with – you can't really do all this if you if we had had the net. Like you, you kind of need it not to have the net to be able to, to pull a, off a lot of this stuff. Um, well, it, it also would have been the hell in a cell problem where you can't really right. tell what's going on. Yeah, it's kind of hard think to see. About that. There's one – there's one where we're at a different person's house who lived in in the neighborhood who also had a trampoline and was only involved on a very few things. He didn't really he wasn't part of the show, but we were just over at his house and I just wanted to record a match at it on his trampoline and he does have a net. So there is one with that. That's called a extra match. Oh but, yeah, um, I haven't seen that one yet. Okay. Um but anyway, okay, so he that was Predator. Uh the other main one was my buddy Axel. Because he was so big and he actually was an amateur wrestler and was very strong and could beat the crap out of all of us, we just called him the Beast. Um, <laughs> he was very intimidating, and whenever he wanted to, he would just, like, beat you up for real in the, in right, the middle of a match. Oh, yeah, he did that many times, and so that was always <laughs> fun. But, you know, he was usually cooperative with stuff. But every now and then he would do something just a little bit harder just so you knew he was in charge. Like, he, I don't think he really liked selling. And so every now and then he would just do something just to be like, you know, I'm letting you do this, right? And so this is just your own Andre the Giant you have here. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Uh, and his finishing move is called the Back Sweeper Slam. Now, uh, you know a Russian leg sweep? Yeah. Well, his was kind of a modified Russian leg sweep. He would just stick his foot behind your legs and then put his arm, like, at your chest and then just, wah, just, just take you out that way. That was uh, that was his finish. Um, my little brother, George, his main character was Jaguar. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he was he was pretty cool. Um, he, he would do, like, a, a Shane Helms choke slam because he was this tiny little guy like right. when he was the hurricane, but he would do a choke slam. Um and then my buddy Axel's little brother was named Alan, and we called him Alon because I couldn't come up with a name fast enough. So I just like <laughs> you're just you're just Alon, and uh, I don't remember what his finish or anything was, but uh, he was he was there. Um, wow. We also had some tag teams, of course. My brother George and Alan were were a tag team. I don't remember what they were called. That's they, um. They tag team. I believe we might we we get to that. It in a is. Second it's when we in talk the, about the uh, it's in the full show. I think yeah. we do say what they're and I don't remember yeah, what their name do. was. Okay, well we'll get to that in just a anyway, second. Anyway, so they had a tag team. Me and me and Ryan were a tag team called Ignition. Um, and there was anyway. And then I had some other characters. I uh, one time I had a character, a masked character called Firefly. Um, I then had another character called Hollywood, and uh. Let's see, Ryan. Ryan had a, another character called Black. I think he was called Blackout. He also had a character called Black Shadow. Um, I don't think Axel ever had any other character. He was pretty much just the Beast. Um, and then my brother had another character called Chameleon, who was a masked character. Mm-hmm. And then I don't think I don't remember if Alan had another character. But those were kind of the characters. We did have some other people that would join. 
Um, Axel, we, we had three other friends that joined us for this uh, last man standing pay-per-view. Um, it was the only time they were they were a part of it. Um, so we actually had like enough people to kind of do a Royal Rumble type thing. And then we had one other guy, my buddy Greer, only did one oh, we're show talk with us. About Greer. We're he did the talk full about show. Greer. Now, I, I just want to preface it with this. Greer was one of the kids. Like, I've known Greer probably longer than any of my friends. And he was one of the kids who constantly would make fun of me for liking wrestling. Like, my entire life. I can see that. And he joined us for one show, this full show that we have on here. And without a doubt hijacks the whole thing and oh, is by far the show, and is it's incredible by, he's by far the, the best part of the show um anyway <laughs> so that's kind of the breakdown of that now so really if you're listening to any of this just pull up the videos while you're listening to the podcast just so you have an idea of what we're talking about because it's it's hard to talk about this without kind of in some sort of context of watching um but anyway, so what we're going to do now is we're going to watch a full one. Now, this is one of the longer ones. It's, it's about seven minutes long, and it's our last man standing pay-per-view. So if you want to watch along with us, just go to YouTube, type in Marky Mark Brand WTW. It'll be the first thing that pops up, the Marky Mark Brand channel. And then go to my play. You can, you can go to playlists. I have it all, all 19 video wrestling videos in there. <clears throat> And then scroll down to Last Man Standing, which is, I think, the seventh one on there. And join us as we watch this show. This is our Royal Rumble pay-per-view. Now, unfortunately, my original songs for this, this video I found out, like, a few months ago had been pull- pulled off YouTube. Because the first song is was an ACDC song, War Machine, which fit perfectly. But apparently that made my video... They made they they pulled it off because of it, so I had to change the song and put some generic crap as the first song. The second song is still there, um, which is I think "Crash" by Decipher Down. But uh, so because of that, all the talking that happens in this first part is gone. From, oh no! From the audio because I had to replace the audio, and I don't have like the original files or anything anymore. So that's a shame. But anyway, I I could have not even said that. Nobody would have known. But. Anyway, so that's up here, and so Harris, if you're ready, we we can go ahead and click play on this thing. And yeah, give me a countdown. Watching it. All right. So I'm at one second. It's just starting. You can see the title: World Trampoline Wrestling Presents and Last Man Standing Pay Per View. All right. And I'm ready to start this. So ready? Three, two, one, play. Here we go. The titles are coming together. And uh, Harris, you don't need the volume there. There we I go. I just wanted to hear the audio you were talking about. Okay. So I started introducing the characters. So he's this is one of the new ones, Crazy Train. It's my buddy Evan. He's a goofy Great. kid. He looks goofy. All these people nothing know nothing about wrestling, by the way. Perfect. So he, no, that's even better. That was going to be my next question. Here's okay, another here's guy. another young fella. I do not remember his name. He was not one of my <laughs> He wasn't one of my good friends. He was one of Axel's good friends and he okay, was just happy to be new there. One. Tell and then the this guy one. is Andrew, and he was a longtime friend of Axel, too. This is Ryan, who's also Predator. This was another character, Black Shadow, just so we had more matches we could do. Nacho, now, is Nacho that... Libre mask. And okay, then, then here he comes again as Predator. Perfect. Uh, Flash, so the... you can't see me at the camera. By the way, folks, Mark has edited this video so all of their names are, you know, popping up on the screen. Yep. And, yeah, it's Comic Sans. I, oh, I was a huge Comic Sans fan. Huge fan. 
And then here comes me, my, my Iron Man You get Man a character. full entrance. You're running yeah. down the stairs. I always came down the stairs. There's the beast. He always jumped over the fence over there. We all had our own entrances. And he was the champion at the time. Has the belt. What? What belt is this? Is that it is a... the, uh, like, Brock Lesnar WWE Championship belt from, like, 2006, 2005. Got time. It. Or before, no, like, 2004, uh, like, right around there. Before John Cena won it and uh, changed it. Um, so here we go. The first match, Iron Man and Black Shadow. And we're, we're, you know, we're, we're going at it, hitting all the moves. We loved the leg drops because they were very easy to not hurt people with. Yeah. And I mean, they look great off the trampoline too. You yeah. see a lot of them. That was funny. He knocked him. He almost knocked himself off the trampoline, giving me a choke slam from the bounce. There we go. Ryan, Ryan hitting a nice move. And here comes the best move of the whole thing. I throw him off the trampoline. Here's one of my best swantons. Boom. Oh, wow. That's a high angle swanton off the trampoline onto the ground. And that's one of my, and I, and like, I barely touched it. Like it was perfect. Like I just barely grazed him and I I won that match. Here we have uh, Axel versus all three of the new guys. And this is, (laughs) this is a legit shoot match. So if you watch this, this is Axel literally shooting on these guys. Yeah, you can tell, too. It looks very different from all the other stuff we've been seeing. Like, he's just kicking that kid. Just straight off. The, they're going with a punch. They kick him in the back. He doesn't sell it. Yeah. Oh, this is amazing. Kick to the gut. Now they're just jumping on him. Yeah. Okay, so and this it, is, it this isn't is a, a le- No, this is a legitimate tap out, too. He grabs this, guy le- get this guy's ah. leg and just yanks it back. Now, again, the original video, I had the audio of like him tapping the guy out. Running around on camera freaking out after he does it, too. I don't remember. Oh, that's amazing. And uh, here comes another match. This is a tag team match. So, all right, Axel beat these three on his own, but now mm-hmm. he has me and Ryan as tag team partners against them again, which is hilarious. All right, okay, now this is the best part. There goes Evan to fall off the tra- trampoline, which is one of the funniest things that has ever happened. <laughs> <laughs> is that why you, like, Yep. to the video just to highlight I've, him falling off. Yep, I put it in slow motion, put a little circle around it so that we can That's watch funny. it again. Um, and see, though, I'm even selling for these guys. Like, you know, I know I know what I'm doing. Axel was not going to sell for these guys. But, you know, that's that's fine. That's fine. Nice nice tag team match here. Some some double team and triple team moves. And now we, we already talked about the fact that you guys didn't have ropes, <laughs> but I love that It goes that backwards still... on the RKO. That's hilarious. I love that you still the jackals. Yeah, that was a, that was K L E S. That's yep, incredible. Yep, that was our tag team uh, name as, as like a like a stable name. Right. But I love how you still treat the trampoline like a ring in a tag match. So there's right. a lot of the opponent waiting on the edge, like tapping frantically on the trampoline, trying to get tagged in. Oh yeah, we were no slouches with this. But here we got the Royal Rumble match, or we called it the Last Man Standing match, which there right, actually here. is a Last Man Standing match. But this is not that. But anyway. Right. I thought it would be a last man standing match. Nope. All right. So there we go. And, you know, we got we got four in the ring right now. The three new guys and then, you know, the veteran predator. First guy gets thrown out. There goes there goes my buddy Evan. Crazy train. He's gone. Now, here comes the beast. And, you know, it's about to get real. And here's a double team move. Boom. That was called a wrecking ball. That was what we called that double team move. (laughs) <laughs> where he spun around with the other one. I really hate that there's no audio here. All right, here comes Mark. Here comes Iron Man. Yep. Nice Did you... Got our You made this tank top yourself, too, clearly. That's very impressive. Yep, me and Ryan both, we took T-shirts and we took just Sharpies, different color Sharpies, and made our own mm-hmm. wrestling T-shirts. 
Mine had a big, it's very blue, authentic, a big blue eye on it. it. Said Iron Man. Had the WTW logo on the back. There's yep. a wrecking ball. Boom! Took that guy out. This is going to be a great addition to our merch collection, by the way. All the WTW merch we can make. <laughs> yes, it is. Uh, see, look how smooth I take these moves. And then watch I know, when I no, try and do move on someone else, and it's just... It's uh, genuinely impressive. Oh, this is great. Was that a code breaker? Boom. Moonsault. There it is. Yeah, it's one of my better ones. I, it's, it was really hard for me to get people to agree to let me moonsault them. Yeah, it's... It's also very funny that you are the only one who ever gets any slow motion replays. Well, I'm the only one who... Except kid falling off the train. <laughs> that was the only one worth it. And then, so I'm out. So now it's just Predator and Beast going at it. Now, this happened a lot during this. I, I realized watching these videos, there's like four videos in a row where the main event is uh, Predator and Beast. And these two were not great together. It, no. It was much better if I was with one or the other. So I was watching these the other day, and I was like, man, I put them in the main event that many times? But you don't, you don't promote yourself well, true, over yeah. the good of the promotion. I did, the, um... I did win the title at the first Tramplemania, which is at the other location and is really bad show. But for the most part, I was giving it to other people. That was an awesome clothesline where I got backflipped. Yeah, so I, I know. I, you can tell because you put it again in slow motion immediately afterwards. Yeah, I'm taking on Predator now, Iron Man versus Predator. This is probably the best as far as wrestling goes. These are There's a chair. Yeah, we had a random blue blue plastic chair. And me and Ryan probably worked the best together out of any mm-hmm. two in the show. And then, yeah, Ryan Ryan took that one. Took that win. So there we go. <laughs> Tramplemania 2 still to come. And that is uh, that is Soon. the next video on here as well. Is, is Tramplemania 2, which is fun. Tramplemania was fun cuz the only difference was we actually like took pieces of paper and made our own banner that says Tramplemania mm-hmm. 2 on it. So I was going to comment on that. It's just out of frame for like half the show. Yep. Yep, sadly. Yeah, very good. Okay, can we talk about the uh, the pay-per-view now for lack of a better word? Can we talk about Reborn? Oh uh, yeah, well yeah, okay. So anyway, um that was just one of our shows there. Actually it has a decent amount of views. It has almost 5,000 views on it, which is pretty nice. But uh, trampoline wrestling was really big at this time on YouTube. Like 2010, 2009, it was huge. It was all over YouTube. But anyway, um, so we have several different shows here. Uh, but then, then we took a break. Took a break for a while. Uh, people were doing stuff in high school. Once high school kind of hit, everything kind of stopped. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, of course, when we got a trampoline, which really ticked me off because... I needed it during these years all before when we were doing all this. Anyway, um, but we, we ended up getting a trampoline, and I wanted to do a show, obviously. So I tried to gather as many people as I could, and I was able to gather everyone except for Axel. He wasn't able to come. But I did get my buddy Greer to join us, and I did a whole show. And for the first time, I was like, you know what? I'm actually going to – let's because we did whole shows. Like, Tramplemania had um, – a lot of these had full cards – Full segments, full matches, but I just didn't put those all on YouTube because also at the time, you can only put like a video up to like 10 minutes long. And uh, so I just made highlight videos. But for this, I was like, let's do a whole show and I'm going to put a whole show up. And that's what I did. And this again, though, was you could still only do 10 minute or like 15 minute videos or I think you can only go up to like 20 minutes. So I did them in segments. So there's six parts of this full show called Reborn. 
Because it was the first show in probably two years. I'm glad you said that because I started watching this. This was going to be another one of my questions. And I said out loud, wait, why did they call it Reborn? Were they gone for a second? And then I think you say, after two years, we're back. I mean, Mm -hmm. like you were answering my own question. Mm -hmm. Now, can I give you my my initial impressions of this show before we go into too much? Sure. Detail. First of all, you need to steal the audio from this video and put it in our intro, which is just getting progressively longer every week (laughs) because it opens up and it says tonight we have several matches and it will be amazing. Tonight we have several matches and it will be amazing. It's you, and you're clearly just riffing like you do on this podcast, and you couldn't think of anything else to say, so you're just like, and it will be amazing. And the music is playing, and you're shaking the camera around like they do on Raw, like at the beginning of a show, and like zooming in and out of the ring, and waving it around. It's it's really a great start. Yeah, it's pretty good. So, Harris, do you want to just play the highlight video, and then we can kind of comment as it goes on? Um, or, or, or do you want to talk more about it first? Let's just can, can we just talk about this opening match? This opening match, because like I said, uh, <laughs> Greer kind of steals the show here. Oh gosh, okay, I got to talk about Greer. As I said, one of my oldest friends. This is a guy who made fun of wrestling my whole life. I don't know how he was a part of this. I don't remember how it happened. <laughs> We're pro- I'm probably 17 in this video. Yeah, no, it shows too because you're very clearly everyone is way older. Like everyone hit puberty between the first shows and this yeah. show. Yeah, definitely. And um, but somehow he agreed to do this. Now, Greer is hilarious just as an individual. He's 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 funny, and he he took that and basically. You know, made it made himself made himself a character in this uh, in this show. Um, and basically, I like to say like this is Greer's performance is like something you would see in like a Mel Brooks movie about mm. about wrestling. Mm, that's a good way of putting it. So I love how we started. I thought we gave his character a great a great arc. Um, we started off. He's going to be in a hardcore title match with him versus the Beast. Right, and well, I'm glad I know who the Beast is now because I right. didn't when I first started watching. And, well, of course, Axel couldn't be here. So what we did was, oh, well, he didn't show up. So I guess the winner by forfeit is is Greer, or we called him Imlag. Imlag. Because that's his Instagram and Twitter handle, My Life as Greer. Um, and so... What we did was he wins by default. Now, of course, if you know wrestling, when you win by default, you don't change a title. But we make the rules because it's our own company. So, Well, also, it's a hardcore title. So, right, you right. know, maybe there's different rules. So he wins the belt, and it immediately starts to mess with his head because he's now a champion. And, it you know, it starts to go to his head. So we slowly see him evolve. The next match, he does commentary for attacking, okay. which is the fun- it's the That's- funniest part of the show. That's really what I want to talk about. And first of all, okay. First of all, first of all, uh, <laughs> one of the best promos I've ever seen. Immediately after he wins the hardcore title, yep, yep, he comes out there and it's just, you know, he's 
he's just riffing. I assume. Yeah. I mean, I don't yes. think no, he is scripted. Was no, it? No, none no. Of, the only thing scripted was the results and kind of the way his character would divulge. But no, no, right. there was no promos written down. And he comes out and he's like, man, yeah, it's just all happened so fast. Before this, I was mopping floors at Walmart. Yep. I want to thank my teammates. <laughs> I want to thank my pit crew. Like he's just he's <laughs> killing crew. it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we have the new hardcore champ right here. All right, Greer, you've just won the hardcore championship. What do you think about this? I don't know. I don't know, man. It's just, it's all happening so quickly. And, uh, you know, before this, I was spotting floors at the Walmart. So, this is just really an awesome opportunity. I want to thank, I want to thank my teammates. I want to thank uh, my pit crew. And uh, I want to thank the crew chief. Uh, everybody got to be ready for this match. All right. Uh, but most people say that you won this match. Pretty uh, wimpy. I mean, pretty gimmicky. You, I mean, it was just forfeit. He didn't show up. You never actually beat him for the title. What do you say to those people? I mean, it was a boo. I mean, it was a pretty, uh, pretty close match. <laughs> we uh, we had some close calls there, but I was I was down on the mat, and uh, you know, I just I, I looked at I looked at my daughter out in the crowd, and she looked like this. Mark, pan around. <laughs> <laughs> His daughter in this massive crowd. You just <laughs> well, anyway, you know, it's she just gave me the inspiration, and I, I rolled out and brought it down, brought it to the mat. You know, that's why I'm here. I'm here to win. I'm not. I'm not here to mess around. But I'm glad to be here. All right. Uh, what, do you what do you say to people that uh, uh, say you, what, that this will shoot your ego into ridiculous proportions? I don't even know. I don't even know what they're talking about. I'm the greatest, so <laughs> they, can, they, they don't even know what they're talking about. Frankly, I'm the smartest person I know. That's The interview's over. And then at some point, he's like, yeah, you know, it was a tough match. Uh, he almost had me there, but I looked out in the crowd, and I saw my daughter. She and just... then somebody in the background goes, Mark, pan to the crowd. <laughs> he goes, no, my buddy Ryan goes, Mark, pan around. There's no one here. <laughs> and... He's just like, yeah. And I looked at my daughter, and she was like this. And he makes this, like, crying face. It's like, that's what I knew. I, I had it. And yeah. it, is, it is one of the funniest things. And oh, you it can is so tell... funny. Okay, it's very funny that this is a toy hardcore championship. So, like, it's supposed to look beaten up and taped together, but it just looks very plastic and cheap. <laughs> right. But... Yeah, I mean, you can just, like, I'm so glad that he actually is a guy who doesn't really watch wrestling, but it's just generally kind of goofy and just showed up. Because that's how it comes across, like, in kayfabe, too, <laughs> is he just showed up and was like, well, all right, I guess we'll just roll with this. Oh, it is. And then, you're right, funny. you touched on this, I want to dig a little deeper into this, because he's on commentary for the next match. And the yep. commentary for this is what really makes the entire show from start to finish, not that yeah. there isn't. A great work rate, but right. Greer's back. He's in a suit jacket now. Yeah. Okay. Now a little and background. This is this is one of my suit jackets from like, you know, freshman year or whatever. Like it's too small for me. And, yeah, you can you can tell. And he's bigger than I am. And he's he's he comes he comes out with the belt. And he's like, all right, you know, he starts to do this promo, and he's like, all right, yeah, you know, I won the title. You know, I'm I'm Mlag, or he goes like I'm Greer, or whatever. You can call me Champ if you want to. And he goes, Bing, and like puts up his hand, like like if there was a title that would come up. I'm a man of many suits, one of which is wrestler extraordinaire, champion. You can call me Champ if you want to. Bing. <laughs> 
And so, of course, when I'm editing the video, I put a little champ right where he does that, which is <laughs> wait, very wait, wait. funny to me. <laughs> I didn't notice that the first time. That is but very funny. He just goes, you can call me champ if you want. And he himself, and makes the noise with his mouth, like, bing, and, like, does the hand motion for it to come up. And is mm-hmm. it's very funny. But, yeah, so he, him announcing, uh, and again, so he went from nothing to getting a forfeit championship, goes to his side a little. Now he's got a suit jacket on. One of the next segments, he's got a crown on. Like it's slowly, yeah. like yeah, he slowly just devolve, like devolves into this self righteous, like full of himself champion, which is just hilarious. Right. Okay, now let's talk about. I, I want to dig into this match, this tag team match, in a little bit of detail. This is World Trampling Wrestling Reborn Part Two. Yep. It's a tag team match between Team Boom, which That's is the two was. little brothers. Yeah. And Ignition. <laughs> and 17-year-old Mark and his buddy. And oh my goodness. The entrances alone, genuinely incredible. Like every backyard wrestling promotion ever, their entrance is to Boom by POD. Of course. And they do they're doing like dancing and synchronized backflips as part of their entrance. Yep. It's incredible, and Greer is just running his mouth the entire 15-minute video. And if by some miracle you've made it through this entire podcast but haven't watched anything yet, just watch this match because it gives you a pretty good feel of what's going on here. It is. It's very funny. It is very, very funny. He's like Bobby Heenan. I mean, he's just like I wrote a lot of these down. He goes, this reminds me of my match when I won the title earlier this evening you know right mark okay mark you're making your way to the ring now this is ignition your tag team which is like the two list stars on the show in a tag team together pretty much and you can tell in the two years that wtw went on hiatus like mark while still i'm sure a fan of jeff hardy became a massive aj styles mark because yeah not only do you have the vest you have the hooded vest you have the entrance you have the gloves the knee pads and the elbow pads all at once. Now, I will say, this is pre-WWE, AJ Styles. I've been an AJ Styles fan for, for way, 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 way longer than that. Just just putting that out there. Yeah, no, for sure. Well, that's what I'm saying. It definitely shows, because, I mean, this is when he was in TNA. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, no, like, you come to the ring, you stick your head down, you flip the hood up. Like, you do all of it. It's, I do. It's genuinely incredible, especially considering... Everyone else on this show is just wearing whatever sweatpants and hoodies they were already wearing. Yeah, even 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 Ryan for this show doesn't even have his Predator shirt. Yeah. And also, by the way, I, when did you film this? Was it like November? Because everyone is wearing like long yeah, sleeves. Yeah, it, it would have been sometime around there, like November, December. And Mark is still committed to wearing his homemade tank top that he made two years earlier, I presume. It, no, I made this like five or six oh. years earlier. Great, even better. Even I still better. got it. It's still over in my in my closet over there. All right. Well, when this blows up, we'll sell it for a million dollars. It'll be great. Or frame <laughs> it and put it in your room. I'm gonna frame it. I'm gonna autograph Heck it yeah. and frame it. So while the match is happening, you know how we always complain about like WWE? They don't call the matches. They're just kind of talking the whole time. Right. Well, Greer's doing that, and it's incredible. It's he starts so talking funny. about the history of WTW. Looks like that's just about it for the old man Iron Man. Look at all the flab. He hasn't been himself since he started in the league back in 1987. 
Back then it was still called the Crappy Wrestling League. <laughs> they decided that was bad publicity, so as everybody knows, they changed it in January of 1999 to the WTW. Ted Turner tried to call his league WTW, but they sued him. So they changed it to WCW. And the whole trampoline thing didn't really pan out. Didn't really make a lot of sense if it was not WTW. A lot of W's in wrestling. I don't, I don't really know how to spell. I just assume both the W's stand for wrestling. And like how it... He's like, actually, Ted Turner wanted to call his, his company WTW, but they sued him. So he had yeah. to change it to WCW, and the trampoline thing didn't really pan out. Yeah. <laughs> just off the cuff. I mean, that was incredible. That's the best thing that I saw all day. He goes into the backstory of each person, like me yeah. and Ryan. I mean, Somebody... he's like, and at one point, he's like, Ryan, yeah, he's still working on the hammy. And Ryan, because we can hear him yeah. from, from there. And so Ryan just collapses like with his hamstring whenever he says that. <laughs> Predator's still on the ground. Looks like that hammy's hurt. <laughs> you know, the cause of most hamstring injuries is dehydration. All he needs is some water. He's like, and he rolls he out of the ring. He's trying to sell the hamstring, and Greer goes, Yeah, you know, the cause of most hamstring injuries is just dehydration. If you drink some water, you'll be fine. <laughs> and then at one point, he's like, Yeah, he got the hamstring injury while cycling in San Francisco. So we'll see how his return from his recent hamstring injury comes. <laughs> he heard it while bicycling. He's an avid cyclist. Hail from San Francisco, California. I didn't say that. Simply an implication. And then he just goes, Ryan turns and goes, I'm not gay. And he's like, I didn't say that. It was merely an implication. <laughs> Well, my favorite part of this, and it goes straight into Bobby Heenan territory, while your buddy is rolling around outside the ring, like clutching at his hamstring, he goes, yeah, he's kind of a failure in life, honestly. <laughs> he was kicked out of his house at age seven. But he's kind of a failure. He's kicked out of his parents' house at age seven for still throwing his peas off the high chair. They lived in a double wide in Mobile. Spilling his peas on the floor. <laughs> He's currently living in a double wide in Mobile. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! He was, was kicked so out funny. of his house at age seven. Is like some prime <laughs> golden era heel commentary right there. That was just awesome. Yes, it was. Oh yes, it was. And it just. It just keeps going. My other favorite part. Again, he's breaking all the rules here because most people are like, "Hey, call the match." You know, your job as a wrestling commentator is to make it look good. And we talked about this in the past. So if somebody botches a move, you have to try and act like they just messed up. You know right. what I mean? You can't be like, wow, we really missed on that kick. Except Greer does that. <laughs> Greer will just say, oh, wow, he, he swung his foot near his face there, almost hit him, didn't even come close, even though Mark sold for it. <laughs> like, even though he threw himself backwards, that happens multiple times. Punches it on the back. Never really looked like that hurt, but okay. Oh, Completely misses, but it scares Iron Man into a coma. <laughs> oh, another another near fist. Ouch. That one hit. That one landed. 
And then finally you can tell that you're hearing him because you start kind of looking up at him as he's no-selling your moves. And then you just crack this kid like right in his stomach (laughs) with a real kick. And Greer was like, oh, we got him on that one. (laughs) I do remember that, yeah. It's a pretty good match. But then you make your way all the way to the end, and then this is just real storytelling. This is a 15-minute match, by the way, which is just... Yeah, it's long. You guys are clearly toying with them because you could have pinned them at like seven different occasions, and you just don't. This is one of the ones where I hurt George on uh, one of the moves. Uh, Oh, yeah, there we go. There's a nice uh, Hurricane Rana he hits on me. Yeah, yeah. So... At some point, we're just going to skip ahead a little bit. You know, eventually, uh, the the two grown men win the wrestling match. I know that's a shock. And all of a sudden, intrigue. Iron Man turns on Predator. Yeah. And Greer just talks through the whole thing. <laughs> no, no acknowledgement that it's happening, except to say, I knew this was going to happen. I read the script. <laughs> yeah, he does say that multiple oh, times. My goodness. He says that multiple times times throughout the show. Well, Um, you can tell. He said it once, and then he liked the sound of it, so he keeps going back. Yeah, right there. I just hit a jackhammer on him, and I I heard him for real. And uh, that's how I get the pin right there. (laughs) There's a couple moves where you you can tell that happens. Like, oh, that's a stinger. Somebody's actually down a little bit. Not a lot of submissions in WTW. Not really surprising, just something I thought about. not, Not a ton. A little boring. Yeah, so there's a couple other, like, that was the thing I really wanted to touch on in detail. There's a couple other really good matches here. Um, Jaguar is yeah. just Prince Puma. Like, that was incredibly <laughs> ahead of its time. Wait a minute, hold on. Own... No, yeah. th- that was, uh, I think that that's when he was Chameleon. No, 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 he comes out later. It's a match with Jaguar. Okay, it's is the that cruiserweight the... Cruiserweight Championship. Yeah, it's okay, Jaguar. yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, uh, hey, and before that, I want to get to the other match. Which, okay. before that, which was Hollywood versus, uh, I don't remember what Ryan's character's name was in that one. I it think was it's... literally called Unknown. It was a new <laughs> rookie wrestler wearing That's a mask. That's what it was, yes. And his name was Unknown. That's what it was. But uh, I think, I, I thought something cool happened in that one, and I don't remember. Maybe it doesn't. Oh, yeah, uh, I like, oh, no, I get hit, I get hit that... by a boogie board, and I make it look like death. Yeah, well, the boogie board's great because it's you can swing it just like a folded steel chair, right? Without actually knocking someone's head off. So there's oh, multiple also, boogie board shots. Also, this promo with Greer as he slowly starts to devolve, and that's where he's like, "Oh, because you know we have a guy interview, you know, asking him a question. You know, asking is this him the questions. one where he has a crown on? No, for not no yet. Reason? That's later. Okay, that's coming. and he's asking, and he's like, "Oh, so what did you think of?" Uh, Iron Man turned on Predator, and he's like, well, I knew it was going to happen. And he's like, not because I'm psychic or anything. And he just, like, <laughs> winks at the camera. And then he, like, brings Predator over, and he's like, I'm going to join with Predator. We got a new team here. And he, he's just looking like, what? What are you talking about? Like, the whole <laughs> yeah. time. And then just walks away, which, yeah. is, which is very funny. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, I like the boogie board shot. That, that, was, that was a fun one. That one looks pretty I good. I also... You know what's hilarious, Mark, and this is absolutely true. It took me, I mean, how I watched all of these videos. I got to the pay-per-view. I'm watching the boogie board shot, and he's doing this thing where he hits you with the boogie board and then looks around and throws it out of the ring. And it was at that moment, after probably watching an hour of this promotion, that I thought, wait, there's no ref. <laughs> what is he concerned about? It's a fair point. It's a fair point. So, well played, I guess, that it took me that long to catch on, but 
Yeah, no, that was fantastic. And then I th- after that, is it the interview where he has a crown on? I'm getting my order a little confused um, here. The next match is uh, Jaguar, is that Jaguar and Okay, A-Lon. let's talk about this for a second. Jaguar makes his way to the ring, and he's just, dude, he's literally Ricochet. Like, he's dressed in all yellow, <laughs> like he's Prince Puma. And he's doing all these backflips and crazy flippy moves and stuff. I mean, it's literally, it's like watching him as a rookie or something. Like if this is AJ Styles underground tape, then we found Ricochet too. That's really what it looks like. (laughs) And he's fighting, he's fighting the challenger for the cruiserweight championship. Soldier boy. Yeah, not Soldier Boy. Although name. his his song is Crank That Soldier Boy, but like a metal cover because you know it's the Travis Barker remix. Great, and but but it is it's Soldier Boy. I thought it was Soldier Boy. Like oh, he's playing Soldier no, no, Boy no, no, the no, rapper. No, 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 no. That was taken. His 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 real name is Soldier Boy. He comes to the ring wearing camo, and it's Soldier Boy, like yeah. hard R. Yeah, and not, not not with the J. Right, right. Which, thank you for putting their names on the screen in Glorious Comic Sans. Otherwise, I wouldn't have known that. But that's a yeah, great little touch. Mark is back on commentary for this match, y'all. And he's actively heckling the performers. <laughs> like, he's no-selling everything they do. He's like, oh, what a fireman's carry. They're both down. What'd you think of that? And then Greer goes, oh, I don't know. I didn't see it. <laughs> <laughs> so just really top-rate work here from the two of you. Yeah. Yeah, we, we we made a good team. We made a pretty good... Co- I mean, we could easily commentate an episode of Raw. Yeah, and then at some point, Soldier Boy hits a spear, which it's not quite Goldberg spear, but yeah. it's a spear. It's more like an, edge, it's more like an edge spear. Yeah, it is. That's a good comparison for it. Okay, so now, once again, Greer is back for the post-match interview, and he's wearing a crown. That is amazing. <laughs> he just slowly starts to do it. Yeah. And everyone's like, all right, we're back here with Imlag. And he just goes, we're the champ. Imlag, he goes, no, champ, champ, the champ, the champ. Yeah. Oh, And I'm man. getting, I got real, getting to watch it play out over the course of one show gave me, like, real and genuine Southpaw regional wrestling vibes. <laughs> because you get to see, it's sort of like, who was it, Luke Gallows that like gets yeah. his, like loses both of his eyes in the right. course of an episode and is wearing two eye patches. <laughs> 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 like that's that's what really shines watching this and makes it genuinely entertaining and not just like a home movies kind of entertaining. Cause there's just weird stuff like that happening all the time. And I think at some point, like he so in this okay. promo he immediately dumps Predator right, as right. his partner. Who, who wasn't even with him, but no, in his mind he was. No, together. Like, he had an interview segment where he decides to be his new partner, and then there's a match, and then we come back to him, and he says, no, I don't want that guy, he's a loser. And then he partners with Iron Man. And who, again, has no idea of anything, but then I still do bring him to the ring, and I literally drive him up in his car and let him out as, right. like, a big special WrestleMania entrance. Right, so like the co-main event and the special entrance is Mark in character driving this guy up to the ring. And at the time, I be- am still the actual champion. And for some yeah. reason, I'm driving around this nobody hardcore champion just because it was funny. And he's getting out of the back seat too. Like and I have the title to this, on. To this being like a limo, even though it's clearly like a 1997 Toyota or yeah, something. Yeah, his car like was rough. 
<laughs> oh, that's incredible. So this is the co-made event and Greer, our, our storyline for the evening coming to its conclusion because Greer is the new hardcore champion. He won it by forfeit at the beginning of the show and now he's defending it in the co-main event against Chameleon. Now, I'm going to be honest with you, Mark. I'm a little disappointed that Chameleon isn't just an invisible wrestler because <laughs> he's got camouflage. That's what I thought this was going to be. Yeah, I didn't no. know it was a pre-established character. Yeah, he was already I really a thought he was just going to make his way to the ring. That would have And been then funny. I thought, I, I thought, well, no, they can't do that, obviously, because like they can't sell well enough to have a match with an invisible person. It's true. But then the Chameleon wins with one punch. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now that was something planned the whole time. Now, that oh, was like, it. Greer, I, I think that's how I got him to do it. I was like, all right, look, you don't have to wrestle. Just, like, be be a character, and we'll just, we'll, have, we'll give you the title, and then, you know, we'll just give you it, like, for free, and you'll just act like you're the best thing, and then we'll just have you lose in one punch to my little brother. Like, that was yeah. that was the way I, and if you listen to it, I put the sound of, like, a garbage can lid being slammed shut on the punch. You did that a couple times. You would put. Yeah, I put sound effects. But that one, I, I put, like, the biggest, most absurd sound effect I could. For the one can, punch. And can I point out one more thing about the sound effects, by the way? Sure. You add some punching sound effects from time to time. You never add a bell sound effect. Because before every match, whoever is on commentary that match just goes, ding, ding, ding! <laughs> that is true. And they don't, there's not, it's not even the same way. Like, some people say bing, 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 and some people say ding, ding. And right. It's incredible. There's the, there's the punch. That's quite a punch. Well, and then you sell it so well, Mark. As his valet, <laughs> you just run for the hills. <laughs> just like instantly, like Greer is on the trampoline crying. And Mark just sprints out of the arena like he's Bailey after a title defense. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Which, once again, you know, Mark's good at selling. That's clearly what we've established here. That, yeah, I tried. <laughs> I do love my face when I just just show just zoom in on my face as I watch him rail around on the ground. Right, because most of the camera work is pretty um, it's pretty much a hard camera except for yeah. like this moment where there's actual camera work, like it's panning around and stuff. Yeah, he's just pouting. He's ring. just crying on the trampoline. <laughs> Oh, very that's good. great. That's good stuff. Very good. And then we got then we got the main event. Now Greer's gone. He's no longer a part of the show. And I think mm -hmm. he actually left. Like he actually had to leave or something. You can kind of tell too. Yeah, I thought about that. I was like, I think Greer had to go home. That's why they did that. And then and then we got the main event, which is, you know, Iron Man versus Predator, the two former best friends, now enemies is, for the title. Mark, I just we talked about this a little bit and you shared it as a promo clip for this episode. I did. But this is the last part of reborn it's part six this is the best aj styles promo i've ever seen and that's including <laughs> like from aj styles like you've got you do his eyebrows the way he does them that's like the way you point the way you hold the title and the way you just like <laughs> first of all he's a loser because he is like that's just the most pure aj styles thing i've ever seen and right. it's really everyone. Ha we're gonna share this again. All right, hold on. I'm gonna everyone put, needs to see just this. in case anyone's listening. I'm gonna put the the audio from this promo into this episode here. So here, go ahead and take a listen. So tell me, why did you turn on Predator? All right, it's the most obvious question I've heard all day. The loser, as he is, was holding me back. Part of a tag team? You gotta be kidding. 
I'm the WTW champion. He's nothing. We're in a group together, seriously, a group, tag team. What, what does that do for the champion? Nothing. I have to do these stupid tag matches that have no point whatsoever, just for him. They're for him. So anyway, I got that piece of garbage out of the way. And now he wants a rematch. He, now he wants a match. He wants a match for my title tonight. You know what? All right. I'm a fair champion. I give people chances. I'll give him a chance. One chance. And Predator, it's your last. Okay, so yeah, look. It's not good by any means, but like I said in the tweet that I posted of it, I've seen worse promos on TV. I've seen worse promos from AJ Styles on TV. That's the thing. <laughs> if you're going to imitate someone, don't do Ric Flair. Do somebody who's, like, okay at cutting promos because then you'll look better. You know but what I see, mean? But see, look, this wasn't even meant to be an AJ Styles promo because at the time, AJ Styles hadn't really been a heel. <laughs> he, he, he'd been a heel, like, a little bit when he very first started. But this is before, like, he didn't have a big, like, he had a few heel runs in TNA every now and then. He had one with Ric Flair, and he, when he first started, he was a kind of a cocky heel. But he didn't have a ton of heel work in TNA. And then he had that big, long run with, uh, you know, WWE when he first had the title. Um, but so this wasn't even meant to be that. Okay, hold on. The match started. I realize I spelled Predator massively wrong. Yeah, I thought that was a joke. I didn't realize that that was just you not knowing how to spell. No, I didn't realize. Yeah, that is bad. Wow. Yeah, I thought that was the joke. Like, oh, it's not the same Predator, so, you know, it's not copyright. No, no, that was just a mistake. Great. But, uh, anyway. Yeah, there's not a whole lot of promo. I was looking up. There's really no promos. That's the only promo that I have in, like, footage of, like, at all. There is That's another promo funny. of Ryan. From the early days, I found one of him and Axel, like, at the other house, like, this, like, six years before this. Yeah. And I did find one of them, but there's not another, like, full promo of any of my characters, except for that one. It's kind of a shame. Once again, though, like, you look beyond legit, which is very funny, because the co-main eventer is just wearing sweatpants and a t-shirt. And you've got, like, the tank that's a little too small, and the knee pads, and, like, just all of it. And it's true. I tried. It's, astonish it's astonishing that you lost this match in kayfabe because you're clearly more prepared. Well. Spoiler alert. We found out why. <laughs> but anyway, I got screwed over by my supposed interference that did not take the cue properly. Yeah, no, you can tell, too, because let's just let's yeah, let's skip to the end game. Match. Because I believe your buddy has to call for it. You can tell, like, very No, I have to call for it. Oh, is it you? Okay, I I'm told sorry. him when to come. Now, it's for those you of you that top. don't know, it's my dad. Yeah, it is. Who's the interference? It's your dad wearing a lucha mask. Wearing his, like, 30-year-old wrestling mask that he I got. I popped, Mark, I'm not kidding. I popped so hard for your dad. Because <laughs> at first, like, I literally, like, watching it happen in real time, I was like, wait, who is he calling for? It's a run-in! And, and then and, I recognized your dad because <laughs> I've seen him before. Like, we're friends. Yeah, we never <laughs> had uh, running, like, run-ins ever. And then, okay, so here we go. 
Now, he this this is his finishing move. This is Ryan's finishing move. This kind of like elbow drop thing called the cannon splash. He hits it on me. Mm-hmm. And then now my dad is supposed to come out and break up the pin. Well, he doesn't come. So I'm sitting there waving at him like, come out. He's starting to pin me. And so I just have to kick out on my own. And then he comes out as soon as I kick out on my own. Classic WrestleMania botched finish. That's literally exactly what happened to Hulk Hogan. Comes in, hits him with an elbow, and then he hits him with, like, I I guess an angle slam kind of thing. Yeah, it's a pretty good looking one, too. And then. Because, again, he's way bigger than either of you. Right. And then he's going to throw me over him, but I was like, no, I still have to hit my finish. I'm not just going to pin him now. And, and by the way, I don't lose this match, uh, Harris. I win this match. But, uh,. And so I then... Sorry, you win by interference. I'm sorry. No, I, 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 hit, I hit my finish on him, and then I hit a... <laughs> I, hit, I went okay, with, I went with a five-star frog splash. No, listen, I have to look... Iron Man has to look strong. He still yeah. hits his finisher. Oh, and I hit a very weak uh, swanton because Ryan is always afraid of getting hurt. And uh, so there we go. Very weak swanton. The, the, uh, the five-star I hit earlier in the match looks much better mm-hmm. than, than that. That, that. I should have done that as the finish. It's very fun to see somebody, when there's no top rope, hit a five-star frog flash just out of nowhere. Like, you just have to jump super high and then hit it. That's all you can do. That's the only way to hit it. Yeah, yeah, but it works. You know, you can jump high enough on that thing. Yeah, there we go. There's the five-star. That's a pretty good one, too. That is pretty good. Yeah, and then it finishes with me, you know, as champ. So, I am still the reigning WTW champion to and this day. And still. You still have the belt? Can we bust that out? I, 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 well, we've used several belts. Th- this is the old ECW, WWE ECW belt. I love how the final shot is of my dad in between the curtains giving a thumbs up. Yep, it's like a Looney Tunes. <laughs> yes, that's it all, is. Folks. That's great, and then that's the end of the show. That is, that's brilliant stuff right there. It's, it's genuinely great. Everyone should watch at least one or two of these if you don't want to go through the whole catalog. Um, and you should watch them now because, you know, when WWE gets to a tiered subscription service, this is definitely going to be behind a paywall. So, <laughs> nah, <laughs> nah, I, I got all these on, on file. I can, I can bootleg them out to people. There you go. We'll be selling them on like homemade DVDs with Starcast. the name written. We'll go to Starcast with with the with the uh, bootleg copies and sell them there. Is it going to be like an Emperor's New Clothes kind of situation where we just pretend that it's this great hipster promotion <laughs> that like you only the best wrestling fans have heard of and everybody just goes with it? I got a I got a friend who's like a graphic designer. I can get them to design like a night a really cool looking WTW logo. Just put that on the front. Yeah, perfect. And, uh, yeah, we might be able to get away with it. Who knows? Sounds good. Who knows? If you want to copy of all the WCW wrestling videos, then uh, hit us up on Twitter at behind underscore gorilla and we might be able to hook you up on with some of those for, you know, a small small fee. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> By the way, I'm sorry. I'm coming back to this because the video is still playing in the background. There's something just absolutely hysterical about your dad doing a run-in because while you guys are significantly older, you're still clearly teenagers and your dad is clearly like a grown man <laughs> who just kind of sprints up to the ring in a lucha mask and it's a great it's a great juxtaposition from everything else we've been seeing this entire time. It looks very out of place and it's great. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's pretty good stuff. 
Oh man, it's pretty good stuff. That's just that's the that that's the line right there. That's what we wrap up on. It's pretty is. good. It is. It's it's pretty good. It was a lot of fun. Many years of doing wrestling myself, purposely taking WWE's warnings of do not try this at home to heart and then throwing them out. Took them as a challenge, I would say. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty much more of a challenge. And, uh, you know, we we did our best with with some of this stuff. So go and check all that stuff out. It's fun. Anyway, that is for this episode. Check us out at behind underscore gorilla. Follow the podcast. We follow back wrestling fans. And uh, tweet us what your favorite moment in WCW's history was, what, what your favorite video is. I'll probably be posting more uh, clips from the videos I don't know, probably just forever. I'll be pulling out little clips just to They're, to they're throw pretty out great, there. frankly. I want to see more videos. They're pretty fun. Well, I meant just of these. I don't really have any more. Um, no, I know. I unfortunately, know. which is which is sad. I do have the the whole show of Tramplemania 1. I have the entire show. It's like another hour-long show. And I do have the full footage of that one. Oh, and heck it yeah. Is, We're bringing it back. It, it is horrible. I mean, anything... <laughs> Anything we did at the first location, those that first like year, is really, really bad. Because it is yeah, when we're imagine. really afraid of hurting anyone, so we just don't even mm-hmm. try. Mm-hmm. And it's very bad. Um, I cannot wait. I'm really excited about that. I I am not, but I, that might be pulled out at some point, maybe one day. Who knows? Um, but yeah, anyway, follow us on Twitter at behind underscore gorilla. Also leave us a rating and review on iTunes, Apple Podcasts. It always helps. You can follow me on Twitter at Marky Mark brand. And I'm at Harris Wilson. So you should follow us because David Arquette does, and he's never made a bad judgment call on anything. That is very true. That's very true. He hasn't. Um, also we're almost in October Harris. So I believe we talked about, uh, did we talk about watching David Arquette horror movies? Oh, absolutely we did and so we will be doing that and that'll be a segment coming up once once you know i i once october hits so i don't know if we'll start next week or maybe the week after mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. depending but we are going to start talking about some david arquette movies that we rewatch or watch for the first time because he's in quite a few horror movies as many people know and that's going to be a new uh, that's going to be part of our uh, what's up with david arquette segment so that'll be a lot of fun. So definitely make sure and tune in for that. Yeah, give us some suggestions for the David Arquette movies we should watch too. I'm gonna, we'll definitely ask him. But if he doesn't respond, like, right? I well, definitely want to do Eight Legged Freaks. Yeah, we got Eight Legged Freaks. We got the four Scream movies. Like those That's are true. You See, know, I've only ever seen the first Scream me, movie. Me too. I've only seen the first one also. Well, I, I don't want to watch the other ones because the first one's really good, and I don't need to see it get like sequeled to death. You I know? don't care. David Arquette's in him. That's fair. <laughs> What if we just watch a David Arquette only cut of all four of them and just see if we can make sense of it? It's just every scene that David Arquette is in in the screen. If we could find one of those, that'd be amazing. I think that's one of those things we'd have to make ourselves, unfortunately. I don't want to do that. That's a lot of work. But anyway. Yeah, it is. So uh, we're going to be doing some fun stuff with that as Halloween approaches. So, yeah, that does it for this episode. Thanks thanks so much for sticking sticking through this one as we, we talk about... WTW World Trampling Wrestling and the uh, history thereof. My own defunct wrestling company. For now, for, for the trampoline's still in the back right out here. 
easy. It's still here, so Harris, you're gonna have to come over, and we're gonna make, we're gonna, we're gonna put on a match. Oh man, that would be amazing. That would I'm be just amazing. imagining us dragging your brother back out there and just hitting moves on him for an hour. I don't even know if he could physically do it at this point, but I could. I mean, it, it would like, I'd be in pain for probably a couple of days, but I definitely could pull off this stuff. I know I still could. Again, my back would hurt for like a week, but right. I could. All right, stay I could tuned, do it. folks. So if you, hey, if you guys want us to go out there and film a wrestling match with me versus Harris on the trampoline, let us know, and we might turn that into some sort of event. Who knows? That could be a lot of fun. That could be a lot of fun, Harris. Sounds great. <laughs> anyway, thanks again for listening. That was this episode. Next week, we'll try and have a, another regular episode. Who knows? We'll try. I'll try. That's the plan, anyway. Anyway, yeah, now we're actually done. So thanks so much for listening. I'm Mark. And I'm Harris. Have a great week.